hello, everybody. I am... I'm happy to be here. Oh, my spirit is happy. My body hates me. So I want to just put something out there right off the bat, just in case everybody's like, what's wrong with Frank tonight? I woke up this morning at 5.30 in the morning, about an hour and a half before I usually wake up, and my stomach was in knots. First thing I thought I was going to do was throw my guts up. So I went to the bathroom, and uh, I actually dry heaved, I gagged twice. But then all of a sudden, a cold sweat came over me, and uh, I laid on the bathroom floor. I just grabbed the towel, laid on the bathroom floor, and the nausea passed, and the sweats passed, and then all of a sudden, it was just the cramps. <laughs> and it has been... It has been shit all day. Literally. It has just been a shitty day, man. Uh, and and uh, what I'm learning now is that there's something going around. There's something going around, um, something that is uh, a stomach flu or a stomach bug. Hopefully it's just a, a 24 hours because I haven't had to go to the bathroom in hours now. So I think that's behind me, but I'm still just weak and achy and I have barely eaten all day. Um, had some applesauce. I'm working on a Honeycrisp apple over here in between, you know, breaks and stuff. I'm not going to chew that. Don't worry. Water, a little bit of ginger ale. I mean, it just sucks. So, that was my day, just in bed. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't have anything. All I came here tonight with was the, the little bit of notes that I wrote myself on Sunday night when I was still feeling well. Because I got here around... 5.15, I came a little bit early, got here around 5.15, and I just started pulling some things, just started pulling some things for tonight, and whatever, and just going to go on your good graces to know that this is me, largely unprepared, but not wanting to miss another night of broadcast, because I was out for over a week last month, and... The, the, the trend now is that if there's a day, if there's a night off during the week, it takes like three nights to regain the viewership. I, the algorithms are, are so unforgiving and horrible. So um, I just feel like I, I had to, and I was physically able to get myself out the door. So if I was feeling like I was in the, in the early morning, no, wouldn't have happened. But, um, but here I am. And then, of course, the, the rest of the afternoon ended so weird. Uh, I burned myself on the splatter guard that you put over those frying pans so that the grease doesn't cover everything. Lauren was cooking something for uh, for her and, and, and Aurora for dinner. And I guess I got a little bit too, too close to her, and I burned my elbow on that. And then I left the house, got in the car, started driving to the, the studio, and I had my path obstructed by two roosters from about 75 yards away. So what the hell are those, basketballs? Got closer. There's two roosters in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the street. So just another reminder that I live. I now live in Santo Poco. And then I um, I go to the studio. I get here to the studio, and I have my my Honeycrisp apple here. Okay, and I take a bite into it in the hallway. And there is a 
piece, a chunk of the apple that somehow immediately gets lodged in the back, 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 under my tongue, by my back molars. And I can't get it out. And every time I swallow, it's like, it's like causing me to almost, uh, you know, yak. And it hurts. Like, it is stuck in a place that I, I couldn't get it out. So I came in here. I found myself a straw. I'm, I'm poking around in the back of my throat trying to find, it, find the, the piece of apple to, to dislodge it. And along the way, I'm taking swigs of water thinking I can swish it out, but I can't get to it. And I'm choking. I choked for 15 minutes. Almost threw up. I didn't throw up today. I almost threw up here because the apple got stuck in the back of my throat. And I said to myself, I haven't even powered up the computers yet. What am I doing? So I'm just letting you know that if I wake up and I feel any way like this tomorrow, this is my reaching out to you and saying, here is the deal. I may not be in tomorrow. But hopefully it's a 24-hour thing and put it all behind me and it stays with me. I don't... That's, that's all I can think of. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank my sponsors tonight. That is BlueMonsterPrep.com. Go check them out. Do all of your prepping. Make sure that you uh, protect yourself against the whims of a world that hates us. Or I should say the controllers of the world that hates us. Because everything is about our targeted destruction in the news. Everything. Especially with this new rash. We're, we're in the, the, the mass shooter cycle of the, uh, of the news again. So we'll be getting these events in clusters. We'll get ridiculous 200-page manifestos. Some of it has been literally copied and pasted from other uh, dubious events from other parts of the world. And while we all sit around, well, many of us sit around and debate what was the motivations in this because everything is so controversial everything's so contradictory and and all that other stuff we're always just playing defense we're playing defense in somebody else's arena it just sucks and i i have no i have absolutely no interest in it but it is it is very good to realize once again what they're doing uh by the way bluemonsterprep.com promo code frankly go ahead do that if you don't know where to start get in touch with pat and gina i got uh zach Voorhees on with us tonight just to talk about this and that and whatever. It's been a while. He was on the schedule. I didn't want to. I didn't want to start playing the rescheduling game again. So here is um. That's the big news: the Buffalo shooting. And you're getting you're getting doozies from MSN. Buffalo suspect allegedly inspired by racist theory fueling global carnage. So the racist theory. It's the very well publicized replacement theory. There are two different. There are two different. Um, efforts going on in both hemispheres you have the the uh the muslim migrant crisis that's going on in the eastern hemisphere and you have our southern border in the western hemisphere um that's just it i mean we've talked about the kalergi plan on this show before it is not a uh a a false theory it is out there it's real and you know what even in the even in the most um even in the most moderate of senses, they tell us this all the time. Here's a screenshot from uh, Cap. It's a a left-leaning news website. That's a blank screen. There you go. Immigration is changing the political landscape in key states. 
supporting re- this is from 2013 supporting real immigration reform that contains a pathway to citizenship for our nation yeah the pathway to citizenship was called the immigration system you apply you wait in line you're patient you don't break the law but you see, that's not enough. That, that's not, they need something at a far bigger pace to be able to overwhelm the electorate and create a permanent underclass of dependent uh, you know, pawns. That's it. Uh, pathway to citizenship for our nation's 11 million undocumented immigrants is the only way to maintain electoral strength in the future. And this is just one of many. And they say this out in the open. We get told this over and over again in different ways. And then an event happens like we get over the weekend in Buffalo. And then you have to say, what looks more extreme? Okay. A quiet invasion of poor women and children, though we know it's all military-age males. Or guns blazing in a black neighborhood, even though uh, that is completely aside from the fact that that's completely... Uh, separate from any kind of replacement theory. The black American population is being held down by abortion. It's being suppressed. We all need to get get together on this stuff. But they put all of these uh, non sequiturs together, things that really don't put go together, but and they, they just heap it upon people who are only going to take away a few things. White supremacy, guns. White supremacy, guns. And it is not, it's just, let me, let me just say once again, Again, when innocent people are killed, there's no death that weighs heavier than the other. Okay, we listen to we we hear about you know uh, gang members and mafioso that go after go after each other and and take each other out. You're like, well, uh, I guess that's a tragic way for any life to end, but it is the life you chose. When we start talking about innocent people, no no, no death weighs heavier than the other. Okay, but the reporting is all you need to know. It's all you ever needed to know to analyze and to understand which direction this ship is constantly being steered. That's all you need to know. And what do I mean by that? A new generation of white supremacist killer shedding blood with internet winks, memes, and live streams. Yes, because everybody's live streaming it now. Here. Here you go. This is from a couple of days ago. This is from the 14th. Headline, Milwaukee shooting near Bucks Celtics games leaves 17 wounded and 10 in custody. Who's in custody? We'll never know. Maybe they'll know locally uh, months from now. Several fights were broken up as the game was ending, Fox 6 reports, but it's unclear if any of the fights had anything to do with the shooting. Does it matter? I guess from an investigative standpoint it does, but does it really matter? Milwaukee was hit with a wave of violence Friday. By 9 p.m., police had already responded to five separate shootings across the city, which left a total of three people dead and two injured. The shooting victims are expected to survive. They range in ages from 15 to 47. They're looking for more suspects, so they don't tell us anything about the original suspects. Ten people have already been taken into custody. That's it. Just ten people. Um, that's all you need to know. And then you had this, 48 hours apart from that, in Chicago. This And this is just happens all over the place. I just took two. Two, but it's constantly. Chicago Alderman says 400 people aged tw- 14 to 21 flooded the streets for a party, prompting concerns of ahead of the summer. There you go. 
400 people, youths, youths as they call them, twerking on, on buses. There you, oh, it, it, well, at least it's the clean air hybrid bus. There you go. What do you want? What do you want to say? The Mormon Tabernacle Choir, once again. Videos posted to social media show the young group, the young group, jumping on vehicles and flooding the streets of downtown Chicago. Let's see here. Um, Michelle Smith, the alderman of Chicago's 43rd Ward, said group of about 400 people, including juveniles, flooded the streets of downtown Chicago on Wednesday evening. Videos posted to social media show the young group jumping on vehicles and flooding the streets of downtown Chicago and North Avenue Beach. And I guess it's like spring break. Anonymously promoted via social media and encouraged people to bring their own alcohol and drugs. That's that. It was open to all ages. Those damn juveniles. So... This is what we live with. And like I said, when innocent people are killed, there is no death that weighs more than the other. But we're talking about a media that, that literally cannot say 400 black kids. They literally can't say it. They simply cannot say it. They couldn't say it when they report on looters either in California. They bring on some Marxist guidance counselor on TV to instead coach people not to use the word looter because it has racist undertones. That, that's where we are, people, youths, juveniles. But when they get well, when they get a case that they can exploit, the first word of the article is white. Or the second word, a white gunman. They just kick it right off. All right? And, of course, that's where the majority of the reporting is going to focus on. And guns is just going to be the main focus because if you look at what is already known about the, the shooter – a self a self-described authoritarian leftist former communist uh doesn't like republicans doesn't like so-called conservative media like fox news and i and who even cares it's all it's all obfuscation it's all subterfuge it's all subterfuge that's what we have to talk about they get to reinstill a couple of narratives because we have been completely targeted for destruction targeted for destruction that's it you know it was no more than a month ago we had that new york city subway gunman that dc sniper person i saw a number of people very rightly um paying attention to the response or lack thereof of the christmas parade massacre from waukesha that was just, I mean, everything gets a week of, if it's big enough, everything gets a week of vague, pseudo-concerned, yet detached reporting, and then gone, down the memory hole. So, people who care about the world don't program human perception to only look at these things in lopsided, one-sided ways. But, as I said before, we're targeted for destruction. And, uh, as I said before that, replacement theory is not a theory. And... Any, any American, regardless of their color, should be very, very concerned about that, including Europeans. Should be very concerned, but we, we may be past the point of no return. All right, 710, let's start this one off. We'll be right back. It's going to be a short one tonight. As soon as I'm done with Zach, I'm going home to lay down. So I hope that you enjoy yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. And remember, support the show in any way it is comfortable for you. Monthly sponsorship or... 
The Super Chats. I'll get to a few of those before I leave. All right? All right. I'll talk to you in a bit. B bar B. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Sorry, uh, I pressed play and the computer decided not to play. Sometimes you just have to ask the uh, the computer if it's in the mood to do what it's been designed to do. In this case, play a fucking song when I press the little arrow pointing to the right button. No, not tonight. I'll get back to you later, Frank. Thanks. Pelosi says Americans have to balance free speech and security after mass shooting in Buffalo. Quote, that freedom also carries public safety with it. You oh my God, my God, my, my mind goes to dark places, darker than things already are. My mind go to dark places with these, these freaks, these freaks, these events, these, these, these lion tamers. That's all we do. That's all we do. We get beaten over the head. And then we get beaten over the head some more. So what else do we have? There was another shooting, too, in California. Like I said, these things come in bunches when it's that turn up in the, the, uh, the, the news cycle. Authorities, hate against Taiwanese led to a church attack. A gunman in a deadly attack in Southern California church was a Chinese immigrant motivated by hate. For Taiwanese people, authorities say, how are we going to, what are we going to do by these people who are motivated by hate? What are we going to do? I don't know. I don't know. But Rolling Stone is continuing its, um, continuing to expand on its legacy of horrible, horrible reporting, but they don't care. They'll pee all over themselves any day of the week if you give them the chance Headline from uh, a Rolling Stone, the Buffalo shooter isn't a lone wolf. 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 Oh, my God. Isn't a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican, which is... Uh, so what? He's he's a, 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 a harmless, spineless, milk-toast person without principles that, 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 that gets swept up by, uh, by chance and, and what? A mainstream Republican. How embarrassing. That's what he would have never become the shooter if he was a mainstream Republican. 
he would if he if he was a mainstream Republican, he would have went into whatever neighborhoods he was going into and asked random people to punch him in the face. And like I said before, this goes completely against this this novel that was that was printed. Two hundred pages. It's got pie charts and graphs and uh, you know it's it, it's. Um, I don't know. And like I said, many people have actually pointed out that there was either two or three paragraphs that was jacked completely from the Christchurch Shooters Manifesto from 2019 in New Zealand. So, I mean, this is the last time you're going to hear me talking about this, but it's it's what we were, that, that's what was stirred up for us over the weekend. That's that. Just remember, just remember, mainstream Republicanism very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Biden approves plan to redeploy several hundred ground forces into Somalia. So we're back into, we're back into Somalia. That's nice. Signing an order authorizing the military to once again deploy hundreds of special operations forces inside of Somalia, largely reversing the decision by President Donald Trump to withdraw nearly all 700 ground troops who had been stationed there, according to four officials familiar with the matter. Thank you, New York Times. In addition, Mr. Biden has approved the Pentagon request for standing authority to target about a dozen suspected leaders of al-Shabaab, the Somali terrorist group that is affiliated with al-Qaeda. It's like the snake eating itself. So that's happening. We are now up to like $60 billion that's going to be sent off to, to Ukraine. And I don't know. Oh, but this is pretty cool. Um, good for Turkey telling Sweden and Finland to get bent with joining NATO. This is interesting. I got this from uh, Citizens Free Press from from the uh, the president from Turkey, Erdogan. They're just pre- they're, it's man, but they'll be in their bunkers. First of all, we will not stay, say yes to joining NATO the security organization to those who impose sanctions on Turkey. Because then NATO ceases to be a security organization. We cannot say yes. We cannot be stung again where we were stung before. They, the delegations from Finland and Sweden, will come to Turkey on Monday. They will come to persuade us, but sorry, they have nothing to count on. Sweden is a breeding ground for terrorists. Very true. Sweden and Finland do not have a clear position against terrorism. Very true. And that was part of the plan, by the way, to make these um, these once proud cultures in those countries, Sweden, Finland, elsewhere, to make these once proud cultures completely unsure of themselves, completely uh, ridden with, I guess, is white guilt. And uh, really what they're doing is committing altruistic suicide. And at least Turkey has the balls to say that in uh, in certain instances. Pretty interesting. So that's going on overseas. And here, I don't know, I, I, but before this morning, I had a pretty good weekend. Me and Lauren did a lot of, uh, a lot of shopping for uh, plants and things. We don't really have a lot of places to plant food in the ground. So we said, let's try big pots. And we got some eggplant. The thought of eggplant right now makes me want to throw up. And I better watch out because I heard people that are doing, getting what I have, had it coming out of both ends, like it's gastroenteritis or something like that. But thankfully, it's, I can deal with a little bit of uh, 
of um, diarrhea. Please, no vomit. I can't stand this. Anyway, we got some eggplant. We got a couple of types of tomatoes. We got uh, a, a sweet pepper and a hot pepper. We also got blueberries, a blueberry bush, a lemon tree. And we're just going to give it a shot. We're just going to give it a shot here. Just so that we're doing something, uh, we're just trying something. We're not just not doing anything. So a bunch of marigolds, of course. We stuff the marigolds all around, in between, around, nice little next-door neighbors. You know what is very weird? Lauren has seen, and I've seen them on the ground. I actually haven't seen it happen. Bumblebees are falling out of the, out of the sky over here. In our, in our driveway alone, in the last couple of days, there's been three bumblebees that have just fallen out of the sky. And just writhed a bit on the on the ground and then kicked the bucket. So that's disturbing. Um Yeah, so th- that was that was what we did on Sunday. And pretty happy with things. It was a nice weekend. And hopefully it turns into a pretty steady week. So that's what we got going on over there. Let's jump into a call with our good buddy. It's been a long time since he's been on. I don't even know what he's been up to lately, this Zach Voorhees guy. So it's going to be good to talk to him. He just showed up right now. Zach, welcome back to the show, my friend. Hey, Frank. Good to be back on the program. Yeah, it's great to have you back. I, I, uh, you know, I heard you take a... um, I heard you take a guest spot with Sean on SGT Report, and I said, oh... Zach, I got to bring him back on and see how everything's been. So, what's been uh, what's the what's the scuttlebutt with you, my my friend? What are you working on? What's uh what's what's hot on your plate, dude? Let me tell you what's hot on my plate. It's blast.video. It's my solution to censorship, and uh, it is filling this really important niche, which is to find the best content on the internet uh, in the conservative sphere and bring it to you. Uh, the individual and the listener. And by the way, Frank, you're on there too. Really? Um, we're pulling content from your uh, YouTube page and we're throwing it up uh, on the site along with many others at blast.video. Wow. Um, yeah. It's, That's... I got tired of just complaining about the censorship. So I'm like, I'm going to fix it. And, um, and the solution to the censorship is actually aggregation. And aggregation is the bringing together of content. So when Google bans people. That's like scattering, fragmenting the community. And then by aggregating, we can re-aggregate and reform that community all in one place. And if you haven't seen it, you should check it out right now at blast.video. And if you at home like what I'm doing, uh, please consider throwing a tip in the tip jar um, at blast.video slash support. Wow. So, so, you know, when I forgot who came, who was on with me recently, I think it might've been uh, Ricky Verandas. And he had mentioned this, and I hadn't remembered it. So, but when, uh, but then I got an email or two that said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, Zach talked about it the last time you were on, but you haven't been on close to a year. So when did you when did you um, launch this site? We just launched it um, a couple months ago. So that so couldn't March that couldn't 29th. have been that couldn't have been. So. Maybe you were talking about your plans for it back then or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, as far as aggregation goes. What are you thinking? It's really cool that you're doing stuff like, and I'm, 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 I'm a very com. It's a compliment to me that you would go and just take me and include me into your your platform. Thank you for that. Um, Welcome. But w- what are you thinking about the fight right now? All overall, 
I mean, I think Twitter has been the most front and center of all the places. Uh, We've been covering it with, you know, some some trepidation. You you like seeing this this kind of what looks to be infighting and meltdowns and all that stuff. But as far as hope for the long run, it's got to be in in projects like yours and others. That's the real thing. I mean, what what can you really trust? Right. And the thing is, is that I feel that this concept of aggregation to defeat the censorship could be applied to, you know, Twitter-like content. Like, why can't we merge Gab and Twitter together and have a program interface that can, you know, show you what people are thinking about regardless of the platform that we're on, right? Like, we essentially need a meta platform which is sort of like the thing that I'm proving out here with this blast off video is that like, look, if you have software that intelligently crawls around the internet, we can get the whole band back together, baby. So, so did you, so is this going to be one of those things where it takes from other sites and oh, it uh, does. Okay. It does. So what, what sites are you pulling from rumble and BitChute and what rumble BitChute, Brighteon, gap TV, um, dimension YouTube, um, Spreaker, Spotify, because, you know, Joe Rogan's on that. So um, it's basically like, I think we got like six or seven different crawlers and it goes around and finds someone, you know, regardless of whether they're on YouTube or any of the other platforms and then pulls their content as a stream. And then there's a database that's hosted in the cloud that contains uh, the, the the current state of everyone's, you know, videos where they are. In fact, you can go to db. Um, blast.video and you can actually get your RSS stream. Wow. Right? So, th- so this is like a, this is almost like a a uh, an old school Drudge Report ad, ad, um, um, aggregator for independent media. Right, exactly. In fact, Drudge Report is a really great metaphor. I mean, this is essentially the Drudge Report but completely automated. There's no curation involved that I do. So all the algorithms are totally organic. I'm not like putting my, my thumb on the scale. When I do promote something, it's in it's going to be clearly in red and says like promoted you've seen that like with search results yeah and you know currently right now i put up a few documentaries that i've liked um you know charlie bollinger's uh, propaganda you've probably also seen 2000 mules Mm -hmm. by dinesh d'souza i put up a little promoted spot for there just just to be like hey look this is something you might be interested in so you know there's a i mean there's a lot of media coming out right like it's a fire hose right now like once you get everyone that's like talking about something like on the same website. It's like a never ending stream of content that is out there. And this is the reason why they want to shut it down is because they don't want us talking like that. They want to suppress us, demonetize us uh, so that we're, we're scared. And we only say the, the right thing online. And if you don't, then, you know, aspects of this social credit system that they have kick in, right? Like a bunch of SJWs try to fire you at your work. If, or, or maybe the HR, you know, fires you from work because you don't want to take the jab. Right. Like, who would have imagined that that would have been something that was going to happen? But in two small years, man, everything, you know, flipped on a dime. And now here we are. We're coercions everywhere. And you know what? If they're if they're going to take our, our crypto and our stock market, you know, we, we at least have the ability to complain about it. That is sacred. Yeah, and that is. That is because yeah. one, once again we have a, a a rash of of human tragedies over the weekend that just to pop up like clockwork, and um and we have these statements from people like Nancy Pelosi who immediately put this uh, put this out there as a need to control free speech that for for some reason because I guess um, this guy was 
radicalized by what they're telling us, radicalized by 4chan and memes. So that that's that's just really it. 4chan memes, and they they want to make sure that free speech is something that we can we can we can start moderating because hey, you know it it, it comes with it comes with certain types of impacts and it comes with a lot of a lot of responsibility, I guess. So I I don't I I really appreciate what people like you who are doing uh, what you're doing are doing it. I mean, if you know how to do it, it's good that you're putting it out there. Um, but, but you know, on that. Uh, you, when you first made headlines with the with the the whistleblowing after Google, uh, you you left Google and went to Project Veritas. P- big part of the reason why you blew the whistle and why it was so important is because we got to see that uh, with some events, some you know loss of life events, how incredible the back end of of uh, search engine. Uh, blacklists and whitelists were being were being um, edited to make sure that there was only one brand and one train of thought that could ever be accessed. And um, you know, one, some things are completely hidden; other things are completely promoted. What do you think about when you have weekends like this that pop up in our news feeds? Um, you know, again, the FBI was involved, right? Like they knew about this guy. Uh, all the surveillance that the FBI has been granted and they couldn't stop this guy. And it's just like, okay, look, like when this was back in the 90s, okay, it was pretty believable, right? Like, you know, surveillance isn't that good. People can slip through the cracks. But at this point, it's like we've been through enough of these events where it's like, oh, someone did an attack and all of the cameras malfunctioned. Okay, Um, you know, these incredibly improbable events that just keep on happening over and over again. Um, you know, it's like people, it's now becoming mainstream that people have this idea that at least some of the terror attacks might actually be orchestrated by, um, you know, one or more of these intelligence agencies. The FBI is being, you know, uh, you know, involved with so many that we have to say that, you know, maybe it's the FBI for most of them. Maybe it's a combination of the CIA, or maybe even this is like a domestic thing. The thing is, is that we don't know. We just know that the 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 narrative that this was some organic guy that just like did a manifesto and then handed the media everything that they wanted on a silver platter we know that's 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 pushing it that's some guy being manipulated at the very least to um and and allowed to perpetrate this crime so that they can either swing the narrative to something that they want or to push for a gun grab which is what they're going to be doing now or um, to say that online speech is bad, ooh, Elon Musk is bad, oh, we need to get rid of online speech for Twitter or everyone's going to become like some sort of mass shooter. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's really funny because it's like they want to ban speech but not the simulated killings that happen on video games. Uh, figure that one out, right? Like, right. oh, though that's free speech, but, you know, complaining online about, you know, Bill Gates, that they're, they're looking to get rid of that. Yeah. Um, and, and so at this point, it's like, you know, and th- this isn't the first time, like, you know, the Nazis and the communists also ran terror attacks on their own populations in order to get their agenda across. So, you know, this is not unprecedented within history. And, um, you know, looking at everything that's going on, I think it's pretty clear that this was a false flag attack, um, you know, orchestrated by the FBI in this case. Um, with the intention of um, giving ammunition to the 
the, the mainstream media so that they can do their little new world order agenda uh, and roll that out. Well, when you, when you when you come to that conclusion, is that is that uh, mainly because of any kind of FBI's knowledge of a uh, a potential shooter's existence, or there there are other things like I, I I think that a lot of weird things happen with with these these events. Um, I I wonder I wonder what why certain things make so little sense, but at the same time you're talking about a an event that resulted in the loss of life in such a random and tragic way, and people do die every time. So it's um, it, you can kind of just explain that away there too. Oh, you want everything to make sense? This is a this is a crazy event. This is a a senseless crime against humanity. And in that respect, uh, it, it is. But I don't know. I, I I don't know. I always look at this, and I, as I said before. The desensitization has set in so long ago. I don't ever not uh, feel some kind of pity in my in my uh, heart, in my gut for those who are losing loved ones to these these ops. Mm-hmm. But for, but damn, man! I mean, wh- whether we are just creating a situation where people are just degrading more and more and more, and and find themselves in positions where they'll commit these acts of violence. I mean, it, it's being promoted one way or another through the culture. I mean, so tr- strings could be. Uh, attached to a, a person, we could be talking about voice to skull technology driving someone nuts, or it could just be you're waiting. You're just waiting for someone who is a product of this schooling system, a product of this right. media environment, to just snap one day. This is not. Uh, it, it really is not that much of a uh, a mystery to me. And then once I mean, there's some- so many millions of people in the in the United States. Like, you just have to have a good mechanism that picks up the right individual and can find them out because you know there's there's thousands of these psychos that are out there and have a chip on their shoulder and want to take out the world like you just got to cast a big enough net you're going to get thousands of these like-minded individuals and then you just wait right you just wait and coddle them and you know and it may be true that he may not even be the guy he may may even be the patsy like you know what's the common theme with all of these mass shootings they all get away and then they're apprehended later like that guy went to like new york and opened fire on a bunch of people let off like a smoke uh, grenade and he got away and like the cameras malfunctioned again right and it's just like you know at this point if you if you really listen to this narrative that they're feeding us i have to believe in this this really improbable narrative over and over and over again, or we could just like, you know, tidy it up and just say, oh yeah, the intelligence apparatus is encouraging this to actually happen. Then all of a sudden everything makes sense and the Occam's razor sort of applies to all this. And um, and that's where I'm at, right? And, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a little crazy. I don't know. This is just my opinion. It's my opinion that this is a false flag and because that's the simplest answer and to say that it's that it's completely real and that it was just you know a careless mistake by the fbi that seems like trying to balance five rocks on top of each other kind of like jedi style like i I just don't see that that's the way that the universe works or operates Mm. well what do you think about what do you think about that's pretty much where we are going we're going to be fed for the next week or so here at home what do you think about abroad NATO and and Ukraine and Russia and lines being crossed every day seems like they want things popping off all over the place yeah, and that that's yeah. part of and you know what you said before with um, the financial system crypto and all it's that's all tied in with that it's all tied together so um, what has been your what's been your take on all this 
Right. Well, I mean, I I've known that this thing with the Donbass region has been, you know, becoming more and more agitated. You know, it's like the media wasn't really talking about what's going on. But I would like I met this girl whose brother was actually fighting on the Russian side in Donbass. She's and I was like, wait, we have a war going on in Donbass. She's like, oh, yeah. And I was like, how long has this been going on? She's like, oh, eight years. I was like, I was like shocked that this war could be happening right under my nose and the media hadn't been reporting on it. And, um, and so this was, you know, this situation was not unprecedented. It didn't come out of left field. There was a bunch of red lines that were crossed. And you know what, with the United States, we had our own, you know, Cuban missile crisis and Russia has, you know, the NATO missile biological weapons crisis that they've got right now. They don't want biological labs in their backyards. Um, and they don't want a bunch of nuclear bombs in their backyards. And what I find really interesting is that right before this whole thing popped off uh, with this war in Ukraine, what happened? There was a detonation um, and one of the like volcanoes in Tonga blew up. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Weird way. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going about that because we talked about that for a couple of days and all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. And and what's interesting is that like, like I saw the satellite and I went, wow, what kind of explosion was that? Right? Like that's a lot of, you know, sudden, you know, explosion. So I, I went to hear, cause I'm sure that someone got videotape of it and I found the videotape and I heard what it sounded like. And I went, that does not sound like a volcano because like a volcano, it's basically, there's a lot of gas trapped inside of the earth and it finds a path to the exit and then it escapes and it sort of like burps out gas uh, at various degrees of speed right but it doesn't detonate what i saw on this thing was a detonation like like a firework but you know really loud and far away and as i started looking at this i was like wait a minute it, could this be a nuke and so the first thing i thought to myself was well i'm going to disprove that this is a nuke by looking at all the radioactive dis, you know, stations. So we've got these open source radio stations that broadcast like the levels of radioactivity that they're that they're picking up. So if there's like a nuclear release, then these public stations will show you. Um, I went to 20 and every single one of the 20 that I went to was offline. They had taken an offline six days before. Now there was 40 and check all 40. I just checked half. I'm not cherry picking. Like every single one that I, that I looked at was offline. And I went that, that can't be a coincidence. And so I started to think to myself, well, you know, why would they, why would the United States test a nuke? Cause this was like back in the end of January that I was thinking, why would the United States test a nuke? Right. And then, um, and then, you know, a month later, a month and a half later, bam, Russia invades Ukraine. And that turns out that, you know, Ukraine might have been, the plans may have been known by NATO, like up to a few months advance. And so I started tracing back that, that time from March to, um, you know, the Tonga. And I was like, oh, well, that kind of lines up within a few weeks, right? Like the United States found out that Russia was going to use prey on Biden's weakness and take over a chunk of Ukraine and the Russian speaking parts and annex it and protect it from these, you know, what the media calls um, Ukrainian Nazis, though I disagree with that term. But this is what they wanted to do. And um, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if the United States found 
out that this is what's happening, would detonating a nuclear bomb and blowing up an entire mountain and would be a, would that be an appropriate show of force if you're an absolute international criminal? And my my opinion is that yes, it is. And so I, I look at this Tonga blow up and, and look through it, like listen to it. Just you know, don't take my word for it. Listen to the sound that it makes. It's a detonation. I think that what that was, that was a warning shot to Russia and the rest of the world and also China that, hey, we've got some really big bombs here and we can vaporize an entire volcano. So just like watch out and be, you know, careful because we can take out something similar like, you know, Shenzhen or Hong Kong or, you know, some big city as the Russians can do to us. Right. Because they've got. They've got these huge weapons. One of the yeah, I was going to say that wouldn't be a very big surprise. No, you know that I wouldn't be. But that would and and what was the pot? Was there a population on this Tonga Island, or was it uh, was it just a volcano island with nothing on it, but maybe some local uh, fauna or something like that? I I, what I've heard is that it was um, it was pretty much unpopulated. Okay, because I saw that this thing was like split in half. Yeah. So okay. Well, and that's, I'm glad that you bring that up because that is one of the many stories that we talk about over the course of months and years that are uh, very interesting, very timely, and then all of a sudden they go away and we just don't think about it anymore. And, and who knows how many times stories like that could be connected to something else. It reminds me of that China Lake explosion back in like 2017 or 18 or something like that. There was, people said it was a, um, an earthquake. But when we looked at the geological readout, the seismic readouts, it, it did not have that slow buildup and sustain of earthquake. It looked like an explosion and then a, uh, a tapering off, much like what you're talking about with the Tonga Island. Right, exactly. So, but, but then again, we don't know what the hell that was even about either. I guess that's... that's... It's, it's funny because I was just, I, you know, once you start getting red-pilled, you know, you, you go, wait a minute, what about this other thing that I heard throughout history? Let me check that out. And it was like... Yesterday, I checked out the San Francisco earthquake that happened in 1906. And as I was going through it, they're like, oh, it was like a uh, 7.9, which is like this huge, devastating earthquake. And then I was reading the Wikipedia about it, and the Wikipedia was just super weird, right? They're like, well, the evidence for this was a tsunami that was three inches high, right? Three-inch tsunami. Like hmm. apparently the 7.9 earthquake that toppled all of San Francisco and caused uncontrolled burning uh, uh, generated a three-inch tsunami. Like I just don't, I don't still understand how how the math on that works. So, you know, I, I think that a lot of our, like fake history is fake news integrated over time, right? And so it's like, um, how, how long have these people been lying to us? And um, I think that the answer is a lot. And I think that once you take the integration of all these other books that we don't celebrate throughout history and you feed them into a machine, you're going to get a very, uh, you know, amazing artificial intelligence that's going to give you the real story on the history based upon, you know, a more integrated learning environment where it can actually get all the books, not the ones that we just celebrate all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and, you know, you're going back to, to San Francisco with that there, too. That made me think about um, Tesla's oscillator. I think I uh, I, right. I read a few places that Tesla made this oscillator like a steam-powered seismic weapon. Well, I I guess everything is dual purpose. Maybe he had a 
a uh, a different reason for making it, but apparently what I remember hearing is that he claimed that there was an earthquake that was caused in New York City right before the tw- turn of the 20th century, and um, and then it started gaining. It started getting known as uh, Tesla's earthquake machine, whatever. Uh, and in fact, China Lake was one of those places where uh, I believe seismic weapons were tested when they came out. In fact, a lot of the weather weapon, uh, the the weather warfare weapons that we employed for the first time during Operation Popeye in Vietnam were created largely in China Lake. And um, and this in particular, you say, well, if if Tesla made this this stuff successfully in 1893 and when was the uh, the great san francisco earthquake 1903 1906 six yeah i mean technically it's uh it's not to say that tesla did it but the technology exists i I never heard that about the about there that being um caused by some kind of an underwater earthquake and there only be a three inch um uh, tsunami for the kind of absolute devastation it caused to San Francisco. That's an interesting theory. Right. And like, how would they even measure that? Like was somebody out there in the ocean when the earth, when the earthquake struck and, you know, put a measuring thing and said, Oh wow, we had a total of three inches of a tsunami. Like that's, that's so small. Like that's a rounding error, right? Like how could they even tell that it was a three inch tsunami? Like it, it seems like such a really ridiculous number and to use that as sort of a, testament to a 7.9 magnitude earthquake is um you know kind of a stretch of the imagination so yeah. i have to wonder like what what really went on there you know um you could use an earthquake machine like te- tesla's earthquake machine was actually a really simple uh concept uh you basically find a big structure and each structure is going to have a resonance frequency um you know they'll have multiple resonance frequencies but they'll usually have like one big resonant frequency and then you just basically keep on adding energy at that resonant frequency and as you push 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 you know over you know hours uh the energy doesn't dissipate it sort of bounces back and forth and eventually the whole system the whole thing kind of collapses like a trampoline uh, almost like a trampoline wow right? I, I i never had that explained to me before yeah it's the reason why soldiers break their march when they go over bridges wow same concept Jeez. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're a smart guy, Zach. I've got a bunch of worthless knowledge. It's really a curse. Hey, worthless knowledge is a great thing to carry around with you, especially in like a bar or something like that. Those are the conversations. Right, party? That, yeah. Oh, those Did are the, you know? It, precisely. Those are the conversations that really matter the most, if you ask me. Hey, let me ask I, you. I agree. Let me ask you this. Um, what are your thoughts about this tug of war with Twitter ownership in particular? Uh, in particular, I should say. How much of their internal data, knowing what you know, what you knew about the state of Google from the back end, how much of their internal data is going to be a problem for them in this transition? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> it's here's the thing: is that um, these companies, like, and and I'm speaking from my experience with Google, these tech companies um, are hiding all of the fraud under layers of complexity and third-party interaction that makes this a nightmare to untangle in a court of law, right? Like it's almost as if they've built up this thing so that they'll eventually get sued and then they've got like all these different moats and all these different ways of saying, well, it's not actually our fault, it was the ADL, right? That was in the case of YouTube and the SLPC, right? So um, 
you know, a lot of the times what they have is they've got third party advisors that are chiming in, they're making the recommendations of what the sensor, and then those sort of reports, those real time reports are getting priority within their system. And so, you know, you actually get, um, you know, um, you know, banned or suspended. And now at least they're being honest about it, right? Like you, uh, Twitter's now saying to its customers, you're being censored in Twitter, I'm sorry, in Germany. And so your tweet will not appear in, you know, the German audience. So, you know, this is something that they're now disclosing that they have third party people, you know, making recommendations, but the regular normies don't know this yet. And the media hasn't been picking this story up yet, but it's coming. Um, you know, these audits are designed to flesh all this stuff out, hmm. right? It's designed to get in there and say, well, okay, well, let's, let's take someone and then just look at all their followers, right? And we can just tell through a deep dive of a random sampling of let's say a hundred uh, followers, you could get an idea of how, you know, how much, how, how fake it is out there within a confidence interval. And so I think that that's what they're, what they've got going on right now is, you know, you've got Elon Musk, you got the official um, board of Twitter, or no, the CEO, uh, Parag, who stated that there's 5% fake, you know, bots out there. And, you know, so Elon was like, well, I'm gonna audit that. And uh, a bunch of different auditors came back and said, it's all 20%. Like they were all like almost universally 20%. 20% out, there. out of 225 right. million supposed users. Yeah. And it's higher than that. It's I think it's higher than that because I mean, how, how can you really tell whether these people are bots or not? Like they're not sending a picture. Uh, I mean, I've made bots, right? You can use the Selenium web driver uh, in Python in order to spoof a browser and to actually do like clicks uh, through that browser. It's a robot controlled browser. And so th this is how people are using it to um, automate a lot of the things, web scraping interactions, um, to reply to people, you know, like you ever wonder, like you do a reply and then, you know, boom, you get like three replies all back at the same time. Some of them don't even make any sense. Yeah. Those are bots, uh, that are triggering when they see something because new data is coming in. And the thing is, is that Twitter is giving them that access to this information through their API keys. And what's really interesting is that, um, the ability to get this API key so you can do all that, um, you know, that that privileged interaction with the service like Twitter, uh, you have to follow their corporate guidelines. So if you're a leftist, commie, whatever, you're getting in, don't worry, your bot's good to go. Uh, if you're some sort of conservative, forget it. Your bot's not going to be able to be, you know, allowed on the system. And so what I believe is that there's a large number of privileged customers that are paying Twitter for the privilege of being able to run these botnets. And as Elon digs in more, it's my belief that this will become known and that people are gonna be like, wow, this is actually really bad. And I believe it's the building up of the next crisis, which is going to be this, um, what are we gonna do about uh, social media with all the bots, right? Like, And it's a really interesting question. Like, um, you know, cause I can like, Bots are getting really intelligent. Google just released this new language model called Palm, uh, which has got 500, 540 billion Neuronet uh, modules on it, right? The whole thing is gigantic, needs a supercomputer to run, but it can now solve cognitive tests like uh, smarter than an average person. And so this sort of technology is not going to reverse itself. It's going to get more intense 
they're going to get smarter and they're going to and all those captures that they're doing right now i mean those are already broken like you can actually get image recognition ai that breaks through it pretty easily oh so, i, I got to get one of those because i cannot stand clicking the fucking buses and the sailboats so right. stupid and at this point it's just an annoyance it doesn't actually get rid of the bots and so um you know we're, we're actually like i see it right now it's not quite a mainstream crisis yet but i think we're on the verge of seeing it as a crisis which is going to be what happens when you know the bots are literally following everyone and arguing with you if unless you go along with the um the narrative right and i think that the people's in their mind they're going to lump it together with this uh illegitimate voting that's happening you know because it's almost the exact same thing right like instead of bots online you've got ballot mules in the real world yep um and You've got machines that are, you know, doing arbitration up to like, you know, 20% of the ballots to correct them. And it's just like, we need a good reckoning where we go through and we find out all the fake stuff. We just burn it off. And, you know, I hate to say this, but it, it looks like the elites are now breaking the internet with these bots in order to push through a new digital universal ID. And I think that this ID is going to be based on this certificate of authority, which is what, you know, every single time you see, you go to a website now, you connect with SSL and you see that little lockbox to the left of your uh, address bar. That's uh, that SSL, that secure socket layer is being provided by a certificate of authority, which is a blockchain of certificates that lead up to the top root authority, right? So someone gets declared sort of like God and then they hand off the keys and they say, okay, you're you're now they delegate out their certificate out to other people. And then it's at some point, if they're like, we don't like what this person's doing, like he's given out the keys to like a bunch of bad actors, then they can get rid, they can invalidate the entire chain of authority and it basically blows out almost like a tree hmm. uh of, of different a fractal tree of, of different people that are based upon that secure that's that chain of authority. So, you know. They're building this right into the system. And I think that what's going to happen is that with these bots, that they're intentionally using these bots to break the internet and that their solution to this is that we got to give everyone a certificate of authority. We They're going to need to make it um, frictionless uh, and easy to use. So basically it'll be a certificate of authority and it will rebind to your, like you can apply for it by looking at your phone. And then when it sees and validates that you are who you are then that certificate of authority is going to sign your tweets and then it's going okay. and then then you're going to be legally liable for everything you say maybe right but at least we know that it's not going to be bots well um so yeah well i i i, I completely agree with what you say there it's got to just be burned away and um because i see how those two things go together you can't have the, the tens of thousands of mules going out stuffing ballots in the real world if there's nothing digitally to back up this idea that there is that much support for a candidate like Joe Biden uh, being falsely projected in the internet. They need those two things to be part of the same illusion. So they, they have to have these things playing off against each other, the digital and the real world. But it's becoming so obvious that we're not talking to humans, so painfully obvious, um, especially if you are like 90% of people and your entire experience on the so-called internet is really just interacting on three or four apps. 
You're not really right. even you're not even really digging down into certain types of uh, image and message boards and other types of uh, blog spheres and things like that. It's really just a lot of a lot of app clicking and swiping. So um, it, it's crazy, crazy how you describe it. So you think that these certificates of authenticity or of authority would actually be a, a good step for clearing this up? Uh, it's it's going to be something that they're going to have to do um, because, like I said, they're breaking the Internet. And so the solution to all of these bots online is that they're going to create safe spaces for humans mm. where, you know, it's like every single person that posts is probably an all, also a human, right? Like if they had something like that for Reddit and they just got rid of the bots, like I don't think they'd be able to do their you know, their manipulation. And they should also have something like say that when you sign in, you click a box that says, I am not, you know, um, a bot. And I certify that I am not working on behalf of an intelligence agency to, you know, to, to participate in an influence operation. Like Twitter should have a, we're not an influence operation. Like you can't be, but it's kind of funny because then where does that bleed between, you know, uh, the New York Times, right? Because they're an influence operation. Right. So I, I don't really have the solution to this, I guess. I I do know that it's it's breaking down. And and even though it's breaking down now, it's not done. It's got a long way to fall. Well, all I know is that whatever rules and whatever fixes they come up, it's going to be for us to abide by and to be beta tested with. Because whatever the hell they do to s supposedly clear up societal's ails on the internet is not going to apply to them because they need to be able to do whatever the hell they do to make sure that the next time that a Hunter Biden laptop story pops up before a, a month before one of their most important elections in years that they, they need to be able to stifle it. They need to find the reasons why and the authority to do so. So, um, I don't know. I, I become more and more skeptical of everything. One last question for you. Whatever happened yeah. to deep, deep fakes? Where do you think we are on that timeline where we were bombarded daily from 2017 to 2019 that, uh, that deep fakes were coming and now we're awfully quiet all of a sudden? Yeah, they did get quiet, didn't they? And it's really funny because the deep fakes just keep on getting better. They get cheaper to produce. They get more realistic. Um, there was a channel that I added to Blast.Video where it's just deep fakes, um, you know, and they do it for comedic relief. And, um, you know, everything right now with artificial intelligence and the generation of this AI stuff, uh, we're at the very beginning of this. And there's going to be exponential increase. It's kind of like... You know, if you had a Pentium 90 back in the 80s, you know, and you, the next year would be like 180 megahertz and then 400. And so, you know, if you've experienced that sort of exponential curve with, you know, processor speeds, get ready because we're about to, you know, experience the exact same thing with artificial intelligence um, and AI. And so, you know, these deep fakes are getting better. Um, they're going to be indistinguishable from reality. Um, even video games like i was sitting there i was like I, I i literally thought that this helicopter being downed was the real deal i had to look at it many many times and before someone you know said that's a video game and i went oh my gosh right hmm. and it's weird because i feel like a lot of the movies have actually degraded some of their 3d animation so it yes. looks fake you know like star wars like a lot of that stuff didn't look that real and i was like how did the stuff in the 80s actually look more real than the stuff that's been Jurassic, recently? Jurassic World looked... Um, I remember when Jurassic World came out. I know that there's been two more movies since then that I won't watch. But when Jurassic World came out, 
the opening frame was some little sparrow had landed on a front lawn and the sparrow was CGI. I said, they, this, this is how we're starting this show. This is how we're starting this this movie that they even need to see. They couldn't get a sparrow to land on a, on, a, yeah. on some concrete, and it looked straight up cartoonish. Everything looks cartoon. The the CGI has gotten worse and worse, and and you think about the blend that they had between these uh, the the very brand new computer generated images um, that were coming out around 1992 three when they did the original. Uh, Jurassic Park mixed in with the practical effects and it, it is still some of the most masterful scenes visual scenes ever yes. and and now I now I feel like they're they're making uh, to your point maybe you're getting there they're making these new movies look a little bit more um, silly so that the deep fakes that come out actually reflect reality a little bit more right like people have this like false sense of security of well I can tell what's fake and what's not because whenever I see a 3d movie I can always say that's fake Right. It's got that sort of like weird sort of like lighting, sort of like some things are too shiny, you know, and so they, they still leave that in. Like I thought that after Jurassic Park, I was like, OK, that's it. They can now, you know, um, counterfeit reality. And that's what all the movies are going to be from this point on. It's just like, you know, indistinguishable between what's computer generated, what's real. But now it looks like they've gone backwards on that. And I have to ask myself, is this so that people aren't the normies aren't going to be like, oh, look, I wonder if this thing that we're all going along with uh, might actually, some parts of it may have actually been faked, right? Like maybe a mass shooting or maybe they want to do a thing where, you know, they say some leader of some big country actually died, but he, he's not actually dead. But then there's a lot of, you know, um, you know, deep fakes that are happening that show that he is dead. You know, and and good luck trying to tell a normie that, you know, they're actually going this far, that they're doing deep fakes right in front of you. And yes, even the news is going along with it. And I think it's too much of a for a red pill for people to swallow. But I do know as someone that's watched this unfurl this the system that, yeah, this is this is what they can do now. We need to be vigilant and realize that uh, the main conduit that they're attacking us right now is through Psywar. And, you know, they're they're even open about this. I don't know if you've seen this video that the U.S. Army was putting out about- uh, Ghosts in the machine. Their, their the ghosts. ghosts in the machine. Yeah. 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 That's the kind of stuff that, I mean, thank you, U.S. military, for finally disclosing that you guys had a Psywar division like this because people don't really get it until we actually show it to them in your language. So. If you guys haven't seen it yet, check out the Psy War. It's a short little video. It's about three minutes long. It's by the U.S. Army. And, you know, it, it doesn't have any of this, like, woke bullshit. Like, they're like, yeah, we're toppling people in color revolutions because we're badass. Yeah, you know what, what What it almost comes off as is this, yeah, a, a big coming out party because it's very easy to confirm when psychological operations began, who was behind it. That it morphed into mind war around the turn of the the twentieth twenty first century. That that all these things are going together. That for a long time it's been faceted, it fashioned around the ability for media to deliver these messages to native populations, so that they would never even want to fight in the first place. Right. That they would want to just stay. They, they've lost the war before it began, so that you're winning a war without starting. That, that's something that you can track from the 1960s to present. But this, this, this video, this Ghost in the Machine video, is crazy because for the untrained eye, 
for those 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 super normie types out there who watch this and I see it in the the comments for those what are that are not bots uh, saying mm-hmm. wow that's that's uh, that's so cool meanwhile because it looks to them as if the army's uh, psychological operations uh, groups and divisions or whatever are are going out and making their presence known in a clandestine way in war zones to make the place stable and better. Uh, what we know is that they're the actual cause for why those places are so fucked up. And and, and it's just part of, once again, the psychological operation. And um, that, that, that was a creepy, creepy... Uh, f- I didn't know if it was a movie, a coming attraction for a video game, and then all of a sudden there's the tagline for the uh, the military. I said, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not wasting any time with this fake woke bullshit for that division of the military. Like that one, they seem to be hitting their OKRs just fine. Well, listen, Zach, if I didn't feel like complete dog shit tonight, we'd go for another half hour because I love talking to you. And but I, I we got to get you back on soon, maybe for like a monthly report or something, yeah. because I, I always think that we're going to talk about one or two things and it turns into five other things of infinite depth and i i love that about uh, your appearances on the show so we got to do it more than once a year um please let everybody know how to go and check out your new creation that is go ahead the last stop video your best place for conservative news on the internet 24 7 and if it's not i'm going to make sure that it is every single day if you like the work that i'm doing and you want to support me for uh you know my endeavor to bring you the best news for now and through the midterms uh, please throw a penny in the tip jar. Go to blast.video slash support to see the video. Uh, and please help me keep this site alive. Uh, all the money helps. It, it, it's really the only thing that's keeping us going. It's only me. I'm doing the entire thing just because, you know, um, failed startups spend a lot of money. I'm just going to not do that. So I, I'm making the whole thing myself. Uh, you know, with your help, we're going to take it to be the number one news spot in America. Uh, check it out right now, blast.video, and tell me through Twitter how I can make it better, what you're missing, what features you want, uh, because this really is an evolving product, and I am working on it about eight hours obsessively every single day to make it the best place on the Internet for news, for you, 24-7. Wonderful. Thank you for everything, and thank you for your efforts, man. You know, people uh, people are always looking for ways to to uh, throw their, their voice into things. You have a very specific set of skills that was made for these times and i'm glad that you're you're always thinking of new ways to throw your hat into the ring and blast.video is what i'm looking at it right now very very cozy very neat and uh and yeah yeah i I want want you to check out something on the lower right hand corner of each video you're going to see little tiny words that says clip yeah click that see what happens clicking right now hold on a second What it's going to bring you to is it's going to bring you to the best video clipper on the internet. It works for YouTube, Rumble, BitChute, Brighteon, um, and what it'll it's it's linked to every single video. And when you click it, what it's going to do is it's going to show you the video link, and then it's going to give you time slices. You put in the timestamps that you want for start and end, and then you uh, you hit uh, clip, and it's going to download that video on the server. It's going to clip it. It's going to send you a download. So. Now all the clips you want to get, super easy. And if you want something that goes faster than what my tool gives, I give download instructions. Just go to um, just, just 
just go to YT Clip. That's the name so, of the So this looks clipper. like you would be able to you'd be able to take any random video on YouTube or something and, and clip it in your, your clipper as well. Yep. And That's... it works on mobile as well. So just download to your phone. And the reason why I create this is that look, we need to share content online because we're part of this revolution, like this new Gutenberg printing press has come out. And so we need to be able to, you know, share content back and forth. You know, your your listeners are gonna want to share, you know, your content they're like oh i really like that clip right but they don't want to share like the whole thing and so they just want to do the clip and send it to like whoever my thing is the easiest way to do that um on the internet it looks it really looks nice and neat and i'm glad that you are uh that you're throwing your weight behind this zach thank you for everything tonight blast.video go check out what zach has created and i can't wait to have you on again thank you frank thank you brother be well take care all right zach Voorhees. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not going on intermission. We're not going on intermission. We're going right into the Super Chats. Right into the Super Chats. That's what we're going to do. You know what I mean? Jelly Bean. Mark Swan, 31 minutes ago, said Australia is not a real country. Also, don't read this next part on air. What next part? Nothing came in. Maybe it was, uh, maybe he self-censored. Thank you. Thank you. A, a quick small Sunday super chat coming in from Stostube. Contribution to Frank. Uh, most likely Dan Schumann, uh, Dan Schumann's fo- something it. I love the Schumann's. I can't read that, that last part. I wish that there was a better way to, to read these. They, they break up all these words in such an annoying way. Um, the tip of stream, I mean, not Stostube. Stosub's a wonderful guy, wonderful family. All right, remember, after this, we are going to have After Hours on QuiteFrankly.tv. I don't know if they're going to start immediately afterwards, but it'll definitely be on at least by 9. So I'll put some tweets out there if not, if I'm not already passed out. What I'm really dreading is having to go home and download this episode, encode it, upload it to podcast. Ugh. So I'm just kidding. There you go. C. Blanche. Bunch of bullshit. Thank you, C. Frank's tanked. Says, feel better, Frank. Take some horse pace when you get home. Peppy Wujek says, my first time experimenting with growing and composting. Bought a bunch of grow bags off Amazon. Good. I'm glad that everybody's trying something. We certainly are. Robert Sarns, thank you. FVT says, hi, Frank and Zach. Will Blast that video be put on Roku like Rumble is? I would use your platform more. Wow. Rumble's on Roku? Uh, somebody tell me how to do that because people would like that. To watch me on Roku. Watch me on televisions. I'll have to look into that. Doug Simi, thank you. Sean Joe, thank you all so much. On to the Rockfin. We got a wonderful couple dozen people there hanging. Good people. All, every last one of you. And on to the rumble, Jason B says, the tech overlords don't want us hearing Zach buffering like crazy across multiple platforms. Really? Well, I'm sorry about that. We have a pretty good situation over here, so I don't know why that happened. But anyway, ladies and gents, thank you for the time. Tomorrow, hopefully, will be a better day. Um, Or if it's not, and I just need to rest, I'll let you all know. I'll put out telegrams and tweets and truths and... uh, Anything else on the Discord, you know it. All right. 
I will be back tomorrow, God willing. Thank you for praying for my stomach. And now I have to go...